Well, thank you, choir. We have one more song uh, coming from them in just, in just a few minutes. Uh, and, and man, what a thumbs up to the moms and dads who stayed up till midnight and got their kids here uh, through the snow. So way to go. That was wonderful. We, uh, we're planning on doing that uh, Christmas Eve. So it's, uh, it's nice to do that uh, together here uh, this morning. Uh, so as I said, this is an abnormal service. So we're going to have some parts that are not normally, uh, that we normally do, that we're not normally, that we are not going to do today. Um, but I want to take a minute and do a couple announcements. So just um, some things to put on your, on your radar. First of all, the book wall. Uh, this has been true for the last couple of weeks. And I don't think it got mentioned. But every book on the book wall is two for ten. So regardless of what the sticker says on the back, every book out there is two for 10. And if there's just one book that you want, it's $5, obviously. But we're trying to say, you know, this is extra. These are extra books. We don't plan to buy more of these books. And so this is kind of like overstock. And so two for for 10. And uh, if you want them, just put the money in the giving box. Um, And if you really want the book and you don't have money, just take the book. Um, But those those are for you. The book wall exists to serve you as a congregation. Uh, you know, we, we lose money on the book wall every year, and so it's not, we, don't, we don't make any money off the book wall. They are simply curated books that we think are, are helpful for our congregation. Some sell better than others, and uh, that's the overstock right there. So, um, so take advantage of it and, uh, and grab one or two uh, or four or whatever you want uh, on, on your way out. Second thing is, we are starting a new series, uh, and it'll be two weeks from today on uh, January 15th, uh, but we're starting a journey through the Gospel of Matthew. And so, uh, you know, if you've been part of our church for a long time, maybe you've been, been, uh, been on one of these journeys, but I, I love preaching through uh, books of the Bible, and uh, the bigger the book, the, the more fun it is, I think. And so uh, we did Luke a long time ago, and we were in Luke for a really long time, and it was one of the best seasons of my life, and I think for our church family, to just, to just, walk, to just walk with Jesus. And to just let these, these texts and these chapters unfold one after the other. Uh, and so on January 15th, it won't be, you know, there will be some breaks in there. Uh, but over the next season of time, which, you know, it will, it will last a long time, uh, that we will be in the Gospel of Matthew. And so that starts on January 15th. Uh, I encourage you to join us uh, on that journey. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is Bible reading 20, for 2023. You know, today is January 1st, and it might be something on your radar where you're thinking, hey, I want to uh, invest in the scriptures a little bit more uh, in 2023. Uh, we live in the golden age. I mean, there are so many options. There are podcasts. Uh, there are websites. There are apps on your phone. There, there's a million options for you to organize uh, your Bible reading, and I would encourage you to pick one. And, and, and go with it. Uh, but two that I'm going to mention, <clears throat> and their websites are here, uh, BibleReadingPlanGenerator.com. Is, it's, it's not the smoothest website you've ever seen, as you can see by the title of the website, um, but it, it, is, it is a pretty unique thing, I, I think. And, and you, it just lets you customize everything. If you want to just read the Gospels and you just want to do it four times a week, you just put that data in and it gives you a plan to read through the Gospels uh, in, in four days uh, a week. If you want to read through the whole Bible, like seven days a week, like you can put, you can put all this various, you can generate, see that? You can generate any plan that you want. And so if you're looking for a, something a little bit more customized, I know there's a million options out there, uh, but Bible reading plan generator is an option. And then Trent Hunter is a pastor in South Carolina, I believe, but he has something called the Bible Eater Plan. 
And on his website, trenthunter.net, uh, you can find it. There are some hard copies printed off at the welcome table. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a sweet way. Uh, he lays it out to where you can do the Old Testament and the New Testament. But if you want to just do one testament over the course of the year, uh, you could pick that. It's, 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 you'll see it what, the way it's laid out. It's, it's really well done. And then, like I said, explore on your own. You version. Know, uh, Bible recap. There, there's a lot of ways that you can navigate the Bible. Uh, you, you just have to take the step. You, you have to initiate it and invest uh, the time and energy uh, to meet God on the pages of the Bible. And I, I can tell you, you will not be sorry uh, to, to do that. So just a couple options or suggestions. Um, the, uh, if you're, the hard copy is uh, folded in half, and that, that's what it looks like at the welcome table. So that's it for the announcements. Okay, uh, turning our attention to the scriptures here for, for just a few minutes, and this will, this will be, we'll, we'll go pretty quickly here. Uh, but we've been working our way over the course of the season of Advent, <clears throat> uh, we've been working our way through a series called uh, the, 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 um, uh, the, the Ad, Advent in the Gospels, Advent in the Gospels. And Advent means coming. And so there's this sense of anticipation or this longing, this waiting. Uh, and then Christmas hits. And when Christmas hits, I said this a minute ago, but then the party starts, and historically, there's been a 12-day window of, of, of a party for Jesus. Uh, there's a recognition that he was born, and then 12 days later, there's uh, what, what's known as Epiphany, where Jesus is, is, is revealed to the Gentiles, in a sense. That, that, that's, that's what happens. And so there's this 12-day window from G, uh, December 25th to January 6th uh, that is a pretty special window of time. Uh, and that is what we are in right now. And so <clears throat> every year, we usually encourage you to do this, but like, keep the party going. Uh, that might mean keep your Christmas tree up, uh, keep your Christmas lights up, keep the Christmas music going. Uh, try, try to actually invite yourself into this recognition that the 12 days of Christmas are a historic invitation to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And that is the season uh, that we're in right now. And so we encourage you to do that. Uh, I said before that the, the holiday schedule this year was pretty complicated. Christmas on Sunday, New Year's on Sunday. Thankfully, we don't have to navigate or try to make those decisions again for, I think, 11 years. Uh, and next year is going to be great because Christmas Eve will be on a Sunday and New Year's Eve will be on a Sunday. So that'll be, I think that'll fit with schedules and it'll be really, I think, a fun, a fun uh, schedule to, to walk through. Um, but we had weather issues and we had cancellations and all of that stuff. So today we're going to wrap up this series, Advent in the Gospels. Uh, throughout these weeks, we looked at the four, three of the four Gospels. We saw that Matthew... Uh, invites us to think of the advent of the king, the coming of the king. We saw that Mark invites us to see the coming, uh, the advent of the Son of God, that Jesus took on a, a human flesh, took on a human body, and dwelt among us. And he's no ordinary man, he's God in the flesh. Uh, then, we, then we looked at John, and we saw the advent of the word. And that word in, in Greek is the word logos, which means logic or reason, the, the word that Jesus is actually the logic. He, he's what makes sense of things. Uh, he's who turns the lights on. And then today, uh, we're going to briefly look at the Gospel of Luke and see the advent of a Savior. So if you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, uh, these are, there's 20 verses here that start off this chapter, and they are the classic kind of Christmas verses. I think Charlie Brown reads them. Uh, they, they, are, they are really beautiful, or maybe it's Linus, actually, that reads them, um, but it's in that little uh, cartoon. Um, so they're, they're well-known, they're kind of classic, and they, they reveal something that's, that, that there's a reason why they're so popular. Uh, what, what we have is if the first seven, seven verses or so are giving us the details of the birth of Jesus. And then when you get to verse 9, uh, 
It says, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. So you have this angel showing up to these shepherds in the middle of the field, and they have, they have something, this angel has something he wants to say. He wants to declare something. He wants to share something. And it says, you know, they see this, lights everywhere, they're afraid. But in verse 10, the angel of the Lord says to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will, be, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And so you have this, this great declaration, this offer from, the, from this angel that something has happened and it's really good news. He says it's great joy to all the people. Well, then a host of angels appears. So a whole bunch of angels show up. And that word for host actually has, has a, a, an army mentality to it. And so it's kind of this paradoxical idea where an army of angels shows up to announce peace. Because that's what they come saying, that the, the whole choir, the whole army of angels shows up. And in verse 14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So the, this army of angels shows up to announce peace. You see what they're saying? There's this, there's, they, they, they're, bring, they're talking about glory and peace, and they're talking about heaven and earth. Heaven offers glory, earth gets the peace. And this is hinting at that idea that we love here, the idea of shalom, that this sense of peace, not, not just that things are okay, but that everything works right, that everything is made right, that this, this, re, this recognition that the way things were in the garden, when every relationship worked, when it was wholeness everywhere, that that is what is going to be again. And the angels come saying that this one who was just born, that's what he's bringing. He's bringing that kind of peace, this shalom peace where everything is right, everything is whole. Well, who is he bringing it to? It says, not everybody actually. It says that he is bringing it to those with whom God is pleased, to those who are, um, on, on whom God has poured out his favor. So, so this is great news, but it is news about God. It impacts man, but it's news about God. And this announcement sets off a chain reaction. If you look at the next verses, in verses 15 through 21, you see a, a, a domino effect. The angels come, so heaven responds. And when heaven sings this declaration, it leads to the shepherd's response. And the shepherds are like, we got to go check this out. And then the shepherds, as they go, it leads to a community response. You see in verse 18 that the, the, those who saw all of this, the shepherds' commotion, and all, it, it got the community's attention. And then it leads to Mary's response. So heaven, then the shepherds, then the community, then Mary. It's this domino effect or this chain reaction to this declaration that is made about who Jesus is. And what I want you to see there is that the message of Jesus gets a reaction. The, the, the message of Jesus gets a reaction. The indications are that the shepherds and Mary both had their hearts turned towards God when they heard this news. There's indications, if you read these verses through, that Mary and, and, the, and the shepherds both hear this news and there is something going on inside that is drawing them to the God of heaven. There's something inside of them that's stirring worship. What, what the Bible tells us about the community, though, is that the community certainly heard it, and they had a reaction, 
But it wasn't towards God. It was just curiosity. It was just wonder. It was just like, huh, that's an interesting way for shepherds to be reacting. I mean, it's not normal for shepherds to leave their flocks in the middle of the field. So some in the community saw this. They had a reaction, but it doesn't seem like it turned them towards God. So consider that picture. There's, there's three groups here, all hearing the same news. All three groups, the, the shepherds, the community, and Mary, they're all reacting, but they're not all believing. See, the ripple effect of that announcement has actually never stopped. The, the ripple effect has just kept going. That chain reaction has actually come all the way to right here, right now. And, and that, that, that reality, that announcement is at your feet this morning. It's right in front of you. And to just react to it, the Bible's indicating it's not enough to just react to it. The call here, the invitation here, is to actually believe. You know, the community heard the song the angels sang, but that's, that's, that's not the invitation. That, that's not, it, just hearing it is not the point. The call is to believe and to believe in something specific, into someone specific. If you were to look at verse 11, it tells us who this Jesus is. And it says that he is Savior, he is Christ, and he is Lord. It's the only time in the Bible that all three of those terms show up in the same verse. And the declaration, the announcement is telling us that this Jesus is a Savior. He's coming to rescue people. That he is Christ, that's that's a word that, that has kingly connotations, that he's the one who will reign forever, and that he is Lord. It means that he's master. It means he has something to say about how you live your life. And all three of them are describing who this Jesus is. And the call to believe on him is to recognize the fullness of who he is. See, if they did not believe in him, if they did not believe in this one, then they were not brought into the category of those who receive, receive the peace that he brings. That's what the angels are singing about is that there's an invitation here. There's an offer here. There's a rescue here. This one will save you. All you need is need. All you have to do is come. All you have to do is see who he actually is. Now, you and I might not have seen or heard the heavenly host, but it still reached us. You're still hearing it even this very morning. This message of what God has done through the person and work of Jesus. And as the angel sang in verse 14, it's an offer of peace. It's an offer of peace. I mean, does that not sound good? We're all longing for it. But how good are you at achieving it? Take a look at the world that we live in. Ukraine and Russia, Afghanistan, and the Middle East in general, the economy, your relationships, your marriage, your job, your health, your finances, our church. It, it is hard to maintain peace. We're always trying to find it, but we can't bring it about. Don't you see? that This, this is what Jesus wants to save you to. Yes, Jesus wants to save you from your sins. Yes, he wants to save you from judgment. Yes, and that is such good news. And he wants to save you to peace eternal, peace with God, peace with the whole world, shalom, 
It's what Jesus has come to offer. He will save you from your sins and he'll save you to peace. That peace is not experienced yet. That peace is not here yet. But it's what Jesus wants to save you to. This is the good news that broke into the world. And it is the good news that we celebrate today is that this Jesus, this one who is Savior and Christ and Lord, that this one who has come to save us, come to rule and reign, come to, to guide and lead, all of these good things about Jesus, we're invited into them. And what will be the end result? It'll be a world full of peace, peace eternal, shalom, everything made right, everything made new. And you're invited into it. Hearing it is good. Hearing it, knowing it, it's good, it's important. I would even say it's necessary. But that's not the call. The call is to actually believe, to recognize that this is the only one who can bring it. This is the only one who can save you from sin and save you to peace eternal. Won't you come to him? Well, before we head downstairs to feast... Um, we are. We have one more song, and it is. Uh, it's a, a kind of a communion song, and so hopefully you got a packet for communion. And uh, th- these are not great. We don't love these packets, but they are what they are. And so there's a little uh, film at the top, and if you pull that, you can get to the wafer. And this wafer, believe it or not, represents the the, the body of Christ. Uh, it, it represents the bread that is broken for you, the body of Christ on your behalf. And this juice in this cup represents the blood of Jesus, which has been spilled uh, for you. Uh, th- this is the proof. Uh, we, we're, we're talking about the birth of Jesus, but this represents the death of Jesus, the, what he did on our behalf to actually bring it to fruition. And so you are free to take communion now, take the bread and take the cup. You're free to take it during the song. You're free to take some time in prayer with the Lord as you, as you uh, receive this, this coming song. Uh, so it is in your hands, the timeline. Uh, but we are super thankful for our choir to come and serve us one more time. I'm going to ask God to bless the food downstairs. And when the choir is done, uh, we are dismissed uh, to go eat together. Let's pray. God, we thank you for these, these elements right here, this bread and this cup. This this recognition that the one who took on a human body at the birth goes on to pay the ultimate price, to be the perfect sacrifice, so that peace could be won, so that peace could be brought. So God, as we taste this bread on our tongue, as we taste this juice on our tongue, God, would would you fill our hearts, would you feed our hearts with the good news about who Jesus is? In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, and God, we thank you for this feast that we're going to have together. We thank you for the food, for those who participated to make it happen. Uh, God, this is, this is worth celebrating, and we bless all of it to you.